Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr. It's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. Guess where I'm in? I'm in my fucking garage. Where every goddamn married guy gets sent every other fucking day. It's fucking unbelievable. I can't remember the last time I actually just got to stay in my house and there wasn't some fucking something coming over. Could you not do your podcast in the bedroom? Well, why can't I fucking making the payments on it? The plumber's coming in. He needs to plumb some plumbing. What, a plumber's going to get offended by my fucking language? It's unbelievable. Banished. Fucking banished. I'll tell you right now. I I don't even want to get into it. I'm not even going to get into it. They're all warriors and they're all fucking victims. Um, anyway, well, I'm glad you guys, you guys really seem to enjoy that podcast I did with Paul Verzi. I got a bunch of, uh, what do you call them? Fucking emails and shit telling me, yeah, you know, that was the fastest 90 minutes of my life. And speaking of which, we have a new podcast email. The Monday morning podcast at gmail.com. That's where you send all your questions, all your comments, all your criticisms, all your feels, man. Monday morning podcast at gmail.com. And by the way, Paul Verzi this weekend is going to be at Levity Live. All right. If you enjoyed the goddamn free podcast, why don't you go out and spend a couple of fucking dineros out there and go see that guy. He's fucking out there crushing it. You could say you saw him at the club level when he would still meet and greet people after his show. But I'm telling you right now, Paul Verzi, it's going to be, he's, when he fucking makes, oh, when he makes a little bit of money, there's something white coming into his world. It's going to be either a couch, a Lamborghini, a leather jacket. It's going to be something. Um, angelic white. He did something the other night when we, we went to this fucking Lakers 76ers game, right? And like their two top guys, Joel and Beeb and the other fucking guy didn't even play, you know? It's the worst. Going to a Laker game is the fucking worst. By the time the game starts, the stars on the other team are so fucking exhausted from banging fucking models and shit that they don't even show up to the game, even if they're out there. So, you know, whatever. We're fucking sitting there watching the game. And then afterwards, we went in and there was a VIP area. We could actually smoke a cigar in the fucking... Staples Center, which I did. I smoked my first cigar in like 50 days, but now I'm back to just not smoking. So I've, and I do have no desire to smoke them or anything like that. So I kind of, I got myself off them. So now it's just like, all right, the next time I'll smoke one uh, will be next month in April. I'm going to, uh, going to a sporting event. I imagine I will have one there, but I'm really thinking like, eh. Maybe not. So that's how that would be like. I would like my relationship with cigars to be. So anyway, we're sitting there. <laughs> we were sitting there in this little fucking room smoking cigars. There was no smoke eater, so we were in this fucking giant cloud. And there was this crazy Russian dude there, right? You know, all five foot seven of them. And he's just fucking you know, jumping into any conversation. You know, he's had a couple of fucking two, three cocktails, so he's feeling it, and he's feeling conversational, right? So at one point, I was just like, I was just talking to this old Laker fan who actually knew the game, which is a very rare thing to find. I don't know where the fuck they all are. It's usually just, you know, 
you know, you're a hater, Celtics are bitches. Like, they just don't talk the game. And this guy could actually talk the game. So I was having a good time talking to him. I was like, you know, I got to admit, you know, I, I can't stand the Staples Center, just how far away the fans are, qu how quickly they get pushed away from the action. And now the forum, which I went, I saw the Kobe, Shaq, Del Harris, and I want to say uh, Dennis Rodman was on that team too. I saw him way back in the day, over 20 years ago at the old forum, and how there was no upper deck. It just went from the floor just straight up like an old college stadium, and you were on top of the game, and it was loud. And I was going, I just, I just don't like these newer buildings. And then the Russian guy goes, you know, I would actually argue that. And I looked at him, I said, you know what, I'd, I'd agree with that, right? <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. I go, you know what, I agree with you. You don't even need to present your, your argument. I agree with you, right? And then... Everybody laughed, and then he proceeded to, to make a point anyways, even after I just said I agree with you. He makes a point anyways about the new Staples Center, and I just said, you know, that's very interesting. You've completely changed my point of view. I never looked at it that way. I can't believe I was going to walk around the world without that information. Thank you so much for sharing it with me. Everybody was just, I found this new fucking thing. Because for the first time in my life, I didn't, I didn't get sucked into a stupid argument. I was going to sit there and argue architecture of a sports arena with some drunk Russian guy in a four-seat little fucking cigar area with no smoke eater. <laughs> so like three more times, I say something, and this Russian guy's like, you know, I would argue that. And I just kept going, you know what, dude, I agree with you. Oh, now you are fucking with me. It's just like, no, I just don't argue. Remember my first cigar in two months? I just want to sit here and enjoy it. I don't want to fucking sit here talking about foundations. Degree of arches and shit. The fuck do I? You don't know anything about stadiums. Neither do I. Do you like the Staples Center? Congratulations, you're here. Why the fuck do I want to ruin it? Um, so anyway, we're sitting there in Verzi, you know, talking about whatever. And we brought up this one guy. And Verzi just goes, he goes, can I ask you a question? Is there something wrong with that guy? And then my buddy goes, I don't understand how you mean that. And he goes, is there something wrong with that guy? <laughs> it's one of the most Italian things I ever saw him do. He made his statement. The listener didn't understand it and asked him to rephrase it. And he did while using the exact same words. Only an Italian can fucking do that. Is there something wrong with that guy? How do you mean that? Is there something wrong with that guy? <laughs> changed the inflection and he moved his shoulders a little bit differently i fucking laughed for like 10 minutes he was just going what what did i do what did i do um anyway we had a great time and uh you know i don't know those fucking the la games always stink they just fucking suck you know what i mean how many times i've seen i saw that the big three celtics they came out here and i'd watch them lose to the clippers they come out here and they go out and they, they fucking bang some fucking celebrity and they're all fucked out before the game starts. I'm telling you, if the fucking Bruins come out here and they play back to back, they got the Ducks and then they got the Kings. I'm telling you, do not go to that second game. They'll try on the first one and then the second one, they're all, they're all fucked out. So there's one of few gamblers out there. And they always do, you know, they try to have the team stay down on Hermosa Beach. It doesn't matter. Whores have cars. 
And they go down there and they just, they just yeah, that's, that's what they do. They just fuck them. Um, that's, that's anyways, that's just my stupid theory. Uh, oh, March 10th, everybody. Dean Del Rey's Bon Scott tribute at the Avalon in Hollywood. All right? Do not miss out. I'm going to be doing some stand-up there, playing some drums. Dean's doing his stand-up. Then he's going to be singing with the fucking all-star band, doing the entire If You Want Blood, You've Got It live album from ACDC on the 40th anniversary of the death of Bon Scott, one of the great frontmen in rock and roll history. Now, let me ask you this. If you don't want to be a part of that, then I think you need to get the fuck out of the country. Look at that. I was having such a good time, I forgot to do the advertising. All right, got to record it on my phone. Here we go. Butcher Box, everybody. Oh, these guys are my favorite. When it comes to quality meat, quality matters. But there's more to it than texture and taste. Better for you, better for the animal, better for the environment. Well, I don't know about the animal. Still ends up in the same place. What's your favorite cut of meat? How do you like to prepare it? Grill, cast iron, skillet, broiled, etc. I like the pork chops, and I, I, I brown it up in the, the, you know what I do. I put it, brown it up on the skillet, and I stick it in the oven, I finish it in there, and then I bring it back out, a little garlic, rosemary, butter bath, right? How about that? Uh, luckily, there's Butcher Box. Luckily, there's Butcher Box. Butcher Box believes everyone deserves high-quality, humanely sourced meat. Never be without something to cook for dinner because there's always meat in the freezer. One less trip to the grocery store and a better, more affordable selection too. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, which is enough for 24 individual meals, unless you're a fat bastard and you'll probably finish them at 6. I can customize my box or go with one of theirs. It's the best meat shipped right to my door, which means one less trip to the grocers. They already made that point. Options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and my favorite, the heritage pork, wild-caught salmon. You don't know what they're going to do. And sugar, nitrate-free bacon. ButcherBox is the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely resourced meat. With ButcherBox, you get the highest quality meat for just $6 a meal. They've said all this. And they even have... Free shipping nationwide, except Alaska and Hawaii. Right now, well, Alaska doesn't need it. They're killing their own foxes. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members ground beef for life. That's two pounds of ground beef in every box for the life of their subscription, plus $20 off their first box. Just go to ButcherBox.com slash Burr or enter the promo code Burr at checkout. That's ButcherBox.com slash Burr, B-U-R-R, or enter the promo code Burr at checkout. All right, and lastly but not leastly, it's Honey. You know that Honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart, and you know how great it feels to save. But how does it feel to save with Honey? Saving with Honey feels like sliding into the seat on the train just before the doors close at night. I don't want to slide on anything in public transportation. Hitting every green light on your commute, I like that. Finishing up your podcast episode right as you walk into work. Feel free to insert your own example here. Uh, Putting on your jacket without blowing out your shoulder. Sorry, that's an old man thing. Personal endorsement. Please interject a personal experience of how honey has saved you money. If you recently saved on a gift for someone, mention that. For instance, what did you buy that honey saved you money on? Fashion, technology, gadget, travel. How much did you save? Be specific. Example, $43.75 on a video baby monitor. How did you feel when honey saved you money? Example, surprised, excited, something fantastical, etc. About honey, choose one bullet point to feature slash discuss. <laughs> Just hope if I talk all through that. 
I don't know how to use a laptop. I, I would love to use Honey. It sounds like an amazing thing. Honey has found its over 18 million members, over $2 billion in savings. Did you know Honey? How could you? Supports over 30,000 stores online, including Macy's, Target, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. And they're adding more every day. Users love honey. That's why, soda bears. That's why it's 100, and I'm talking about gay men. That's why it's over 100,000 plus five-star reviews on Google Chrome Store. Using honey feels pretty great. Think of it as a little daily victory. Plus, it's free to use and install just a few seconds. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash burr. That's joinhoney.com slash burr. All right, I messed up. There's still one more. Stamps.com, the ones who started it all. Who sits around wishing they were at the post office? <laughs> Not me. That's why you need stamps.com. You can, do, you can do everything you need to do at the post office on your computer. You heard me talk about Stamps.com. They've been sponsoring the show for over seven years now. And if you haven't tried it, what are you waiting for? With Stamps.com, you can save five cents off every first-class stamp up to 40% off shipping rates. That kind of saving really adds up, especially for small businesses. Plus, Stamps.com is completely online, which saves you time. No more inconvenient trips to the post office or having to deal with the morons in L.A. traffic. Whether you're a small office whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse, a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Time isn't the only thing you'll be saving. With Stamps.com, you can get $0.05 cents off every first-class stamp and up to 40% off shipping rates. There's no equipment to lease and no long-term commitment. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder over 700,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. Right now, my listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free uh, postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Burr. That's Stamps.com. Enter Burr. Um, People have been sending me a lot of shit about the uh, coronavirus saying, is this what you wanted, or all of that? It seems to me like it's the flu. There's a new strain of the flu out there. I think we're all going to be fine. You know what I mean? I understand it. I, and I think it's great that they're canceling a lot of these public fucking events, like Coachella and that type of shit. It's just like, why? why? yeah, let's just let the thing burn itself out. It's going to be fine. And I love when I see people wearing those fucking, you know, end-of-the-world masks. That's great. I love that there's somebody doing that out there. Because what if you have it? Great. Now, I'm not going to get it. Or if I have it, I don't want to give it to you. I'm a team player. But I'll tell you what isn't going to work. It's the fucking self-imposed quarantine. Self-quarantine. Like some fucking douchebags. That's like having self-arrest. No ankle bracelet. You stay in your house here for six months. Okay, see you later. Scout's honor. Human beings are too fucking selfish, and they get bored too quickly for any sort of self-quarantine. All right, we have to go like China, okay? Everybody stay inside for fucking a month. Let's let the air clear up. If you go outside, you're getting shot. That's it, okay? Everybody freaking out. Well, what about people like this? What about people like that? And as a reasonably healthy human being, you know what I say? I say, what about them? What about them? Doesn't affect me, then I don't care. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to get in step with uh, politics today. Um, 
All right, here's another thing that I wanted to discuss here. MotoGP starts this Sunday. The greatest racing on the fucking planet. I cannot wait. What's going to happen? Who's going to do it, huh? Is it going to be, is it going to be Andres Davizioso? I watched this great thing on uh, Jack, was it Jack Miller? I watched a great little documentary on him and the sacrifice that his family made so that he could race. It was really amazing. Really amazing. Well, I'll tell you something else. Australian guys are funny. His dad's funny, like the way he's like walled off from his emotions. It's very like fucking old school, you know, reminded me of my dad. Like, oh, you know, you do what you do and, uh, you know, that's it. You went through this unbelievable hardship. Can you get it? Can you talk about it? Well, you know, it was, yeah, definitely a difficult time. And, uh, but, you know, I, I do it again. We had to do what we had to do. But that was, you know, that's what happened. <laughs> um, me and Verzi were having such a great time talking the last time that I didn't get a chance to read some of your questions here. So I would like to do that right now. Um, all right, here we go. I had this fucking hilarious conversation with this guy, right? He was saying, uh, he was talking about Trump, and he was going like, Bill, he goes, what bad thing has happened to Trump since Trump has been in? I'm like, all right, well, first of all, you're a white guy, so, I mean, you know, your life never changes, no matter who's in there. You're not on the fringes, all right? You're right in the middle of the fucking pack, galloping along. You're not the Illuminati-level white person where, you're, where your life could actually get even better or get slightly worse. You're, you're just in the middle of the pack, you know, and he's just going like, you know, our economy is doing great. It's like, dude, we're bankrupt. How are they, how are they moving the numbers now that they don't count that $20 trillion? And he's like, you know, he goes, as much as black people don't like Trump, they are working more than they've ever worked. It's, it's according to, why the fuck do you know? I cannot fucking believe that. I'm just beside myself. I love the guy, but I'm beside myself that a fucking, like I'm talking to a white guy and he's telling me what's happening with black people. How the fuck do you know? First of all, with unemployment, don't they stop counting you after like six weeks? They're like, eh, he's not looking for a job. Fuck him. White or black or Asian or theys. Um, he goes, what the, f- what, what, what has bad as happened? I don't know. He thinks global warming's a hoax. Took us out of the Paris Agreement. I would say that's probably a bad thing. You know? publicly said that there's two sides to every story when there was neo-Nazis involved? I mean, come on, what, 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 what the fuck are we doing here? I just, I will never fucking be able to fucking have a conversation with somebody that is so blue tie or so fucking red tie. Like all those fucking people who are blowing the Obamas as they're drone bombing wed- weddings, you know? I mean, he just has this energy and this magnetism. I don't, undef- I don't fucking get it. They're all on their knees, blowing the bankers and wiping their tie, their mouths off with their fucking red or blue tie. That's what the fuck they're doing. And then when they're done being president, they all go out and tap dance for the people that paid them off, so they can, so they can get their fucking their hush money in the form of of, of public appearances. Fucking unbelievable. I, I, I don't do this Well maybe I do this a lot If you sit around and all you do is watch CNN Or all you do is watch Fox News You are a fucking moron You're not watching news You fucking moron 
What you're seeing is the results of, of deregulation. Where one person's fucking opinion can then infiltrate half the fucking population. That's what the fuck they were trying to avoid. That's what people saw coming. And these underpaid politicians, so they could get their big fucking house in their boat after the fact. Do you realize how fucked up it is that after you're president of the United States for eight fucking years, you still have to go out and do a tour? You don't have any fucking money. Unfucking believable. Um, it's almost as dumb as watching the left trying to impeach Trump. And it's like, are you guys out of your fucking mind? Do, do you see the guy standing right behind the guy? You want, you want that Pence guy? Jesus Christ, that guy sends chills up my spine. Fucking serial killer look in his fucking eyes. You guys are you're out of your... Just keep the dope with the toupee. Keep that guy in there. <laughs> Try to get rid of him. And then you sit there. How many fucking times are, are the people going to pick Bernie Sanders and the dumb Democrats are going to wheel another fucking company man with banker jizz on the side of his fucking mouth to fucking step in there for you again? Unfucking believable I was so hoping that it was going to be Bernie Sanders against Donald Trump because just for the pure entertainment... Okay, any top scientist is saying with this global warming, it's already too fucking late, right? So just for the fucking entertainment, before they pull the plug on this whole thing, I mean, the fucking pay-per-view level of Donald Trump versus Bernie Sanders debates, you know, I, I just, I think that would be a fitting way for us all to go out, right? Just two old guys yelling at each other. Um, I don't know, sorry, I'm getting a little dark here. All right, let's get to some happy shit. Um, so by the way, so if I run into you on the road, I don't want to hear your fucking political opinion. It, it's, it's like talking to a sports fan who just watched somebody on his own team slew foot somebody and then try to say that it wasn't a fucking penalty. And then when the exact same fucking thing happens to his team, uh, that guy should, the other guy should be out of the fucking league. All right? I, I, don't, I don't get it. All right. Uh, Rocket Man didn't believe in flat earth, everybody. Hey, Bill, that dude that took flat earth money because that dude took flat earth money because he was broke. That's fucking awesome. He never really believed it was flat. Some of my friends do, though. There are some convincing convinces arguments, but I'm not sold. Watch a few minutes of flat earth doc on YouTube and you'll see what I mean. Some stuff about the official story doesn't make sense. Lots of weird explanations about the laws of gravity. Do you guys ever think you're just too fucking dumb? You know, I love when like you're going to sit there and you're going to second guess shit that fucking scientists and astronauts did as just some fucking guy who goes down to a fucking sports bar and orders some wings. Um, no, I'm not wasting my time doing that. I have one for you. Why don't you save up your fucking coins and... Uh, Go on a trip around the world, fly around the world and take out your smartphone and just stare at the compass the whole fucking time and watch yourself go west and come back around to your fucking house again. All right. I actually want to read this because I want to know where does the sun go? 
Huh? Because if it's a flat earth, now the sun's moving. Is that what I'm to believe? Or are we tumbling on this flat piece of fucking, on a log? <laughs> um, that's another one, too. These fucking assholes watching documentaries. You know, something that I do a lot, but, this, you know. People just fucking will sit there and be like, did you see the Courtney Kurt Cobain documentary? I, dude, I think Courtney killed Kurt. Oh, do you? Is that what your police work told you as you sat there eating a fucking hot fudge sundae in your goddamn pajamas? Um, I'm not even this mad right now at any of this shit. I don't give a fuck about anything. I'm just fucking pissed for, that, for like the 90th day in the road. I have to get the fuck out of my own house. Why am I leaving? Why am I leaving? Why do I have to fucking leave? Hey, Bill, don't be too loud in your own house. Fucking unbelievable. All right, let's talk about some other cunts here. Amazon, everybody. Why I used to fucking take advertising money from. <laughs> I had no idea they were like this. Amazon taxes. Bill, uh, big fan, have been for a very long time. Thanks for being so damn hilarious, and please consider doing a few shows at Comedy Works in Den Denver sometime. You're the only comic I've never seen play there. I play there a zillion times. Uh, I'm actually doing a, a date in Denver coming up in September. Um, I forget the name of the venue, but it's, it's going to be listed soon. All right. Anyways, he said, I'd like to share an article with you about why Amazon doesn't pay taxes because that claim is a half truth. Well, I never said they didn't pay taxes. The truth is, while Amazon paid no federal income tax, it did pay over half a billion dollars in payroll taxes. Well, that's only because they can't get out of that. And over a billion dollars in local and state and international taxes. And the reason Amazon paid no federal income tax, the company was playing by the rules that Sanders and his, oh boy, Sanders and his colleagues in Congress created. Can I tell you something? Nobody really creates anything in Congress. What, what was Bernie Sanders voting on? I never hold any politician like when the other side goes, oh, this person did this. It's usually it'll be like, do you want to stop uh, sudden infant death syndrome? And then you'd be like, yes. And then there's a bunch of shit attached to it, which I don't understand why they're able to do that. So then that's, that's your baby, literally. That's what the fuck you're trying to get past. And then they... they they put these other attachments. And then we can stick a fucking oil line under some sacred uh, Native American burial ground. And then when the election comes along, it's like so-and-so, red tie or blue tie, voted for this. It, it's all fucking bullshit. All right. But evidently it was Bernie Sanders and his colleagues in Congress created um, in an effort to encourage businesses to invest in research and development and to take risks in creating jobs. Well, phrase that way, I'm sure that they did it because they're never going to get 100% what they want. Because why would these Americans do that here? They don't. They want to be here and then not fucking pay taxes. Congress deliberately wrote the tax law so that development costs and past losses would, would reduce the tax burden on businesses that took chances and survived. Just read that. They, they, if they actually have to pay somebody a fair fucking wage, they won't be able to buy as big a yacht as they want. 
All right? The fuck out of here with these fucking taxes. That that's why they're not here. They're, they're exploiting slave labor around the world and we can't compete with it. Um, now, you could say the unions in this country eventually drove them into that move. I would agree with that on some level. Anyways, while it has been... I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. While it has become fashionable to point to Amazon as a villain in this story, to the extent that there should be blame at all, that blame should rest with the crafters of the tax code uh, Congress. Well, then you got to keep going. How did they get put in that position? Huh? Also, if you're Amazon, you have billions of dollars. You can, you can, with lobbyists, you can force these fucking people into doing what you want to do so it makes them look like they did it. And then also you do have unions, which had to be created because there was slave labor and child labor in this fucking country. And then eventually they were fucking cunts and leaning on shovels. And then they, they became what the fuck they were fighting. And then the fucking factories were like, well, all right, well, go fuck yourself. Have fun with your union. We're leaving. Isn't that what happened? So now we got to bribe them to come back. Our fucking politicians are underpaid. So then they got to grab their ankles and make fucking laws like this just so these fucking American cunts who don't want to pay taxes will come back here and do business. I think I figured it out. See, I want to see one of you guys do that without reading. Oh, wait, you do it too. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> pay them more. Oh, he gave me a link. All of it is here. All right, I'll have, to, I'll have to read that. If I can find a fucking moment in my house when I'm not getting kicked out. All right, pay them more. Dear Billy, pay greedy politicians more. Burr. Oh, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. You don't even know what politicians make. At like the local level, like your town representative, the guy makes like 12, 1500 bucks a fucking year. Two grand a year. So you can yell at him about every crack on the fucking sidewalk every time he goes down the street and tries to get himself a fucking egg over easy at the local diner. Uh, big fan of the podcast, but I hate when you constantly say we should pay politicians more. Looking at statistics, politicians make more than the average American. At what level? The whole point of a politician is to serve the community. Oh, my God. Don't give me this Boy Scout shit. And it's people. Uh, so why would giving politicians more money make them do the right thing when right now they're making more than most Americans and still screwing us over, us over and working with big corporations? Well, this is why, okay? They should, they should have fuck you money because the amount of money that it costs us that they're so brutally underpaid. You should not only make half a million dollars a year to be president of the United States, with all of those stresses and you have to make decisions and drop fucking bombs that are going to land not just on bad guys, but also on babies. And you're going to age in fucking dog years. All right. Your whole past is going to be dragged out. They're going to make fun of your children. They're going to talk about every broad that you ever fucking banged or anything that you ever did. Half of the country, no matter what the fuck you do, is going to say you're the biggest fucking asshole ever and try to take away the job the entire time you're in there. And you make less money than a fucking YouTube star. All right. My point is, is that if you actually gave them fuck you money. I don't know. It is human greed, though. I would think that they would be less susceptible to being bribed by these fucking corporations into doing exactly what the fuck they want. 
which is what they've done, how they let people in the food industry get on the food and drug committee so they've turned our fucking food supply into poison. Why are you guys making me talk about this shit? I don't want to get into this. Anyways, the average income is around $32,000 to $46,000 a year. Well, that's way more than a town selectman, uh, which is far lower than what a politician's make. No, what, as a senator? As the president? Yeah, that is far lower. Also, take into consideration that this... Let's also like say, what the fuck are those other people doing for a job? These people are running the country. You don't think that that deserves a wage? Which is far lower than what politicians make. See, this is what... Look at... You're going to crunch the numbers the other way. Also, take into consideration that the average includes the 1% billionaires and millionaires that throw the statistics way off without... Okay, well, then if you're going to do that, then you have to throw out senators and the president's income. And then what is it? So you're going to sit there and you're going to take away the top 1%, the highest. You're going to grade your end on a curve and you're not going to grade my end on a curve? See, once again, this is why you shouldn't listen to this person or, or me. Members of the Congress, Congress earn a base salary, $174,000 a year. Uh, most are higher than that. All right, that's pretty vague. Governors are paid between 70000 and more than 190000 State legislature, an average of 81079 Court-level politicians, average close to 200000 Local elected officials can make up to two hundred grand, depending on the city's size. Yeah, I think they're all grossly underpaid, considering what they're doing. Running the country. Why is running the country, do you make less money than four jerk-offs that, care, that created an app? How come they make less than that? Like, you're belittling what it is they do for a job. They're out there, they're supposed to be fighting for us, and they get paid peanuts. And all they do is get yelled at the whole fucking time. They get blamed for everything. I mean, you, you don't, you have a problem with, you don't have a problem with those numbers, okay? But you, you don't have a problem with fucking, like, uh, uh, athletes making the fucking money they're making? How come they make, how come, how come a fucking, a guy who stops a baseball makes, in one fucking year, makes more goddamn money than a fucking, uh, a, a president makes their entire eight years in office? You'll never convince me. You will never convince me because this is the thing. All of those fucking assholes put up with being yelled at, put up with all of the bullshit so that eventually they can get the brass ring of being president and then they can go on the speech tour and make 300 grand a night to those exact same fucking corrupt assholes that put them in office. Jesus Christ, why am I? This is supposed to be a light po- uh, uh, podcast. Why am I? Why am I talking about this? I, I disagree with everything that you're fucking saying, I think it's, I think your argument is weak. The fact that you had to throw out the billionaires at the top. I, I just, I just don't think that that's like, I don't think that that's a, a, a fair fucking argument. I don't. Wait a minute. Wait, was that actually in, in favor of my argument? Now I'm all co- fucking confused here, which is another reason why you shouldn't listen to this. Um, oh no, that was in defense of his argument. So if you throw out that, we'll adjust it down even more. Dude, I, I, think, that, I think that what you're saying here, okay, is, is what everybody does, is they take the numbers and they adjust them in a fucking way that supports the goddamn argument. 
Okay, you will never convince me that the president of the United States making less money a year than a fucking YouTube star makes in two or three months is not being grossly underpaid, considering <clears throat> that you got one guy who, who, who who's running this shit who thinks that fucking global warming is is a hoax. Like that's the level of power of the guy that he can pull us out of the fucking the the, the Paris Agreement. Like th- that I can just, you can just come some fucking reality TV show star guy can get that fucking thing and make 500 grand a year. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> I think the job's a little more important than that. The fucking commissioner of football makes $30 million a fucking year. Roger Goodell makes $30 million a fucking year. He makes 60 times what the president of the United States makes to run a football league. <laughs> if you don't think that that's grossly underpaid, if you don't think that, uh, hey, you know what? I agree with you. You're right. You're absolutely right. The fuck do I care? Who gives a shit? It's not going to change anything. All right. Retirement. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Retiring at 70 Burr. Huge fan. Sending love to you and the, your, and the lovely family from New York. All right. I'm guessing that now he's going to shit all over my plan. My girlfriend, 22, and I, 20, are planning to move to northern Portugal to live off the land in the mountainous woodsy region. Why Portugal, you may ask? I didn't ask. Uh, Well, I am first-generation American. My parents moved here together in their mid-20s. My grandparents, who now live with us in the U.S. due to age, are allowing my girlfriend and I to move there to live in their home as our own. Apart from the main house on the property, there is a smaller one, that is unfurnished. We have chosen to reside in the smaller for when the time comes, as my parents are likely to retire and move back into the main house. In these next few years, until then, we are saving every penny of ours, me by delivering pizza and her by being a manager at a trampoline park. Uh, With this money, we plan to fully renovate that smaller house. Our goal is essentially be off the grid. Uh, We want to have solar for energy, wood furnace for heat, chickens, sheep, fruits, and veggies, etc. We will need a tractor to maintain land for agriculture, carrying firewood from separate plots of land of mountainous woods that we are also fortunate to be allowed to use. Um, The government offers incentive subsidies to individuals who have animals such as goats and sheep because they eat the underbrush in the forest preventing forest fires. They also offer subsidies of things like diesel, for people who own tractors and cultivate land. This is a long email. We mapped out how much we make, and our goal over the next few years is to have at least, the very least, 55 grand. Most of that will be going towards renovating the house and the cost of getting set up. Our goal is to not have any payments or outgoing money after the initial setup, apart from personal pleasures slash necessities coffee, deodorant, and occasional soccer match, etc. Water comes from the mountains. The town has its own Wi-Fi, which is surprisingly pretty good for the location in the mountains. Food will be all homegrown, and Portugal has universal health care. Now, of course, we are also planning on having an income, although not a large one. Yeah, because I'm wondering how eventually you're going to run out of deodorant money, aren't you? As I mentioned, over, over his years... My grandfather purchased plots of lands, some in the mountains and some flat pasture types made for harvesting grapes for wine. 
one of Portugal's largest exports. The woodlands uh, offer many trees that can be chopped and sold to companies for lumber, uh, which we plan to replant and do over and over again. Another way of income, which is, if I am being honest, will be an afterthought, at least until being comfortably established, largely because it is something I would have to learn how to do properly from other family members, that to do it as well there is planting grapes to sell to wine companies on the grape plot lands. For so long, I felt no motivation to go to school to get a job working for someone else that I truly would not enjoy. Now, I know some people just call that lazy, and I find this interesting. Now, this is obviously an overview and condensed to hopefully keep Billy. I've got a kid now, Burr's attention. I joke. Love to you and your family. Thank you for all the laughs you have given us. Be well. Well, good luck on that, sir. Um, you know, that sounds like you're going to work harder than you would ever have to work if you stayed in society, man. But I, I think that's cool. That could be a, uh, a great, I can't say simple life. That's a difficult life but uh, a rewarding one. And you just kind of chill. Well, you can't really chill. You got to (laughs) fucking bust your ass every day. Um, But, you know, eventually you build up, you know, the trees and the grapes and shit. You got yourself your own little business. I think that's great. If what I heard, Portugal is absolutely gorgeous. So uh, in the Pyrenees, that's the only thing I know about that. The Pyrenees separates Southern France from, uh... no, wait, no, no, that's Spain and France. You guys are, you guys are landlocked with Spain there, right? Um, well, that's great. Good luck to you. Uh, you told me not to buy anything, and I didn't. All right, dear Professor Burr, my name is Gabriel, or Gabriel. I'm 33 years old from Puerto Rico, and I'm currently living in Maryland. I became an instant fan the first time I saw your bit about how we are the only species that tries to save its sick or injured populations. The That's why there is no traffic on the Serengeti was just brilliant. Oh, thank you. I was at a rock show the other night to see a band I have been following for about 15 years now. After taking a break from all the crowd surfing and moss pit chaos, I found myself in line to buy some merch. As I looked at what was available, nothing jumped out at me but being sentimental and all. Uh, Nevertheless, I tried to see what I could purchase that would not make me feel like I had just gotten ripped off after I got home and the adrenaline had worn off. As I handed my credit card to the store attendant with an autographed tour poster in hand, I recalled the advice you would give your younger self in a modest New York apartment. Uh, Why was I about to drop an extravagant amount of money on a printed piece of cardboard? You asked me. Uh, Actually, I didn't. I said, Bill, I guess I just want this moment to last forever. I put the poster down, asked for my card back, and quickly went back to the mosh pit where I had met a guy who would ensure I was always able to crowd surf when I wanted. After the show, I told the guy thanks and that it was a pleasure being his rock show buddy. We fist bumped, hugged it out, and then when our li- then went about our lives, most likely never to see each other again. On my way to the car, I realized that I was trying to buy salvation through that poster. Uh, I can hang it up on the fucking wall and look at it from my fucking couch as proof that I did seize the day and live life to its fullest. And I laughed at the irony of that scene, feeling good about myself that I tried to live my life to the fullest while staring at a fucking piece of paper on a couch. I am lucky I was able to put that piece of overpriced cardboard down and go back to sweating it out on the show floor with everyone else. If I had gotten the poster, I would have had tried to protect it, I would have start, uh, stared at the rest 
of the show from afar. I would have lived life from a distance as a fucking observer. This guy's going deep on this lady. You told me not to buy anything and in the process made me realize that all things come to an end. It's inevitable. We, therefore, take snapshots of life to hang on the wall and attempt to make the moment last forever. God damn. This is fucking deep. But in the process, we're fucking missing the moment itself. I don't want to be the person holding the camera. I had to choose pictures or memories, uh, poster or rock show, buddy. Uh, be in the moment or hang it up on the wall. Well, there you go. There's some fucking work. After all my fucking uh, libertarian horseshit that you had to sit through, which I do apologize for, because I, I really haven't paid attention to anything in a lot of t- long time. I just got fed up. I was just mad as hell, and I wasn't going to take it anymore. Um, all right, did anybody see the Flyers-Capitals game? Let's talk a little bread and circus here. What a fucking great game that was. And the Flyers are scoring goals by the bunches. And I'll tell you who's not happy about that. The Rose Bowl tailgate legend himself, Joe Bartnick. The fucking, uh, arguably the number one Pittsburgh Penguins fan in the United States of America. He's not happy about that. I'll tell you, I've been watching the Flyers. I've been checking out the St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues doing the exact same thing they did last year, playing the trap defense to a fucking, to an art form. Boring-ass fucking games, I will tell you that. Dump and chase, dump and chase with the Blues. Um, But I still think the Blues are going to be the team to beat. Um, I also started to watch a good game with the Avs and the uh, Ducks last night. And I watched the replay of the Bruins. Uh, they beat Tampa Bay, but Stamkos is out for the next four to six weeks. So, uh, you know, we weren't beating their best. We shall see. But I, I think that um, I think the St. Louis Blues are still the team to beat. And I think if we faced them in the finals, we would still, and it is the finals, right? No, it's the final, Stanley Cup final, the NBA finals. Uh, the Stanley Cup final, I think we would run into the same problem again, which was last year, which is you have to beat those guys in four to five games or they are going to beat you down to the talent level of their team. Um, that's it. Um, I have the next few days off. I am not going to do shit. I put on a little bit of weight going to the Lakers game and being a fucking idiot basically since the beginning of November. Uh, so I got about five, seven pounds I got to drop here, and it starts today. Actually, it started yesterday, but I got on the scale for the first time in a while because I knew I wasn't going to like the answer. And finally, I just woke up this morning. It's like, Bill, the answer still exists. You just don't know what it is. So why don't you fucking scratch the itch and step on that thing? So I got to get myself back down to a buck 72. That's why I need the big, I'm still in the 170s, 179 by my fingertips. So I'll take that off for the next couple of weeks. Just try to be a good little boy. All right, watch the MotoGP this Sunday. Um, Don't listen to me when it comes to politics. I don't know. Pay the politicians less. Vote whoever the fuck you want. Just watch Fox News all day. Watch CNN. Just have a good time. Don't listen to me. All right, go fuck yourself. Have a good time. When your mother sends back all your invitations And your father to your sister he explains that you're tired of yourself and all of your creations. Won't you come see me, Queen Jade?
What's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, March 5th, 2012. How you doing? What's going on? Um, I am officially on vacation, everybody. I uh, taped my special Saturday night. Everything went great. And uh, I want to thank everyone who came out to the Lincoln Theater on uh, Saturday night. I had an awesome time, um, and I think I got another good one. So... Before I kiss that hour goodbye and have to write a new one, um, I'm going to chill here for the next four days. I got four days off before uh, I do some other bullshit, but it's not uh, it's not stand-up related. Um, but I want to thank everyone who came out to the shows. Once again, those are always obviously special nights, and uh, everybody came down. Everybody was ready to laugh, and uh, and it went you know it went pretty. I think it went pretty good. We shall see. We shall see. Um, and that's it. So I don't know what to do with myself. I have four days where I don't have to do shit. I'm going to play some drums. going to play some guitar. I'm going to drive my truck that I haven't driven in like three weeks. Been, I've been on the road every single week. And uh, I come back and I haven't even had time because I come back and I got to deal with all my all the mail that's piled up. So I just go in and I start it up. In the garage, and I backed it in too. So, uh, <laughs> so I just sit there. You know, is, is he committing suicide or is he just making sure it's still? Uh, you know, I don't even know why. I just feel like you have to start it up every couple of days. So, when I'm done with my podcast today, I am going to be driving that thing with my arm out the window. It's a beautiful, sunny California day. Um, like friggin' eighty degrees out here. Global warming, the golden age. You guys realize we're living in the golden age of global warming right now. Like the the beginning parts of global warming, there's going to be a lot of, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with this, you know. Dude, you know, I like the weather. And then eventually it's going to be like, uh, why are my socks wet? Um, <laughs> Dude, it's a fucking pool of ice caps, kid. They're coming. Get the natty lights. Take them out of the cooler. We'll be all set. Um, so anyways, yes, I am on vacation. I have taped another hour. It is behind me. Um, there's a lot of things I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss a lot of that hour, but I feel like this is like a transitional special for me. I really do where, uh, just as far as, um, you know, stuff I'm trying to achieve, you know, it just trying to get better as a comedian. There's a few things on this special that I haven't had the balls to try another one. So, you know. This one is this one's a little bit differently. So hopefully uh, some of the skills I'm trying to learn in this one will uh, I'll have down pat for the next one and add to my arsenal, my arsenal. Um, and that's it. That's it. I worked with uh, Seton Smith opened up for me. Anybody who's wondering, uh, I ended up, you know, I worked with him like four or five years ago at the D.C. Improv and um then last year when I was on uh, Jim Norton's tour, um, Jimmy Norton, when I was on his tour, the uh, anti-social tour, network tour, that's right. It was me, him, Brewer, and Dave Attell, 
and we came down to D.C., and we had uh, ran into Seton again, and he opened up for us, and he had grown by leaps and bounds, and he was awesome. So it was a no-brainer. Came back to D.C., and he knocked it out of the park again. And on a sidetrack, too, Jim Norton's tour, the uh, anti-social network tour, is back out, as far as I know, uh, with a new killer lineup, him, David Tell, and then they added Artie Lang and Doug Stanhope. And uh, Doug Stanhope has a new CD out, I believe. I just heard about it the other day because he's got such a great name. It's uh, it's called uh, Before Turning the Gun on Himself. <laughs> and I heard the cover is just like a microphone in a blood-spattered wall. Um, I don't know. I think, he, I think he's fucking awesome. So anyways, so even though I'm not sitting here in a Robin Williams Hawaiian shirt right now, that's mentally where I'm at. Um, I'm psyched. I somehow pulled it off again. Fooled him again. Special went great. And um, I should be getting a cut, rough cut of it coming up. And I think it'll be out by like October. And hopefully you guys will buy it. You know, I, t- I, uh, I, I Twittered something. Because I don't like saying tweeting. I tweeted something. Um, How I finally got a copy of that. Uh, a DVD copy of... um. Black Sabbath live in Paris, 1970. And I'm sitting there watching it on the road and just fucking Aussies, one, are, you know, just one of the greatest front men of all time. It's Black Sabbath in their, their absolute prime. It's just such a no-bullshit show. It's just four guys on stage just blowing the crowd's heads back. It's just, they're just fucking unbelievable. It's just so fucking raw and, you know... Just, I, I honestly, it's the way it should be done. I think anybody who's ever going to play in a band should watch this fucking concert. So anyway, so I'm, I'm talking, I tweeted that I, Twittered that I got the fucking thing. And I got like three people going, uh, oh, I got it too. <laughs> and then they show links to it on YouTube as if I didn't know it was on YouTube. You know, I got shit, you fool. And then they would show it to me there. And I, I think it's fucking ridiculous. If something's that great, you should pay for it. I think, you know, I don't know if I'm coming off as like a fucking old man here, but if you if you're going to do shit like that, you can't bitch about music today and be like, what happened to music? It's like, well, that's what happened to music. It all became free. The whole industry collapsed. Granted, it was a piece of shit industry that was fucking people over, but it could guide you to some pretty amazing artists as much as there's always been the Justin Bieber's because there has been. Okay. You know, like I've always said, when the when the Beatles were making albums, so was Herman and the Hermits. Okay, so when they were making Rubber Soul, Herman and the Hermits were in a fucking studio down the hall going, I'm Henry VIII, I am, Henry VIII, I am, I am. You imagine writing a song that fucking stupid and you can't even, and you, you get to the second verse, you can't even come up with more lyrics, and then you somehow get away with second verse, same as the first. I'm Henry VIII, I am. Right? <laughs> That's just fucking... They got away with it. God bless them. All right? So nothing has happened to music. What's happened is the music industry has changed. So I think that that's why um, it's made it... It's weird. Like, there's more opportunity, but there's there's less... Uh, I don't know. There's less... Like, I don't know how, like, a Pink Floyd would do it nowadays or something like that. At some point, you need some giant machine to let everybody know that you're out there, right? Um, 
I don't know. Maybe you don't. I don't fucking know. But I, I like owning the DVDs. The stuff, stuff that I really like, I go out and buy the DVD. I look at it. It's like having the gold behind your money. You know? Because just like the dollar, my computer can crash. My iPod can crash. All right? And then I'm, I just got this worthless fucking thing. But if I got the DVD, I can just go out and get some more currency and have that thing backing it up. Does that make sense? Well, if it doesn't, go read The Case Against the Fed. It's a wonderful read. Um... So anyways, I was coming back from uh, D.C., and um, I'm in the airport, and this guy just had this classic fucking hat. It was, uh, first of all, the hat was like, it was a baseball cap, but the 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 visor and the, the front part where you'd have the sports logo or whatever it says, that was all leather. And um, the guy was wearing cowboy boots nice jeans, a really nice dress shirt, and a really nice sport coat. And then he had this hat on over his Tom Landry haircut, which I'm rapidly approaching. Um, (laughs) Or hairline, I should say. Um, And it said, uh, on on the hat, it said, God, guns, and guts made America. Let's keep all three. (laughs) It's just like, Jesus Christ. You know? Do you think that's right? Do you think God, guns, and guts did it? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you can, because you can take that a bunch of different ways. Because, uh, you know, depends on all all how you define those three things. That's what I loved about that hat, because that hat could be a liberal hat or extremely right-wing, depending on how you read it. You know, take it at face value, it's extremely right-wing. You know, our morals are... Or are the the Second Amendment and uh, and, and having the courage, being a stand up guy, you know, get out there, you do you do what's right, right? That thing, or you could go the the complete opposite way, where uh, the dysfunctional way people use religion, guns would take care of the slavery and genocide, and uh, and guts would be uh, all the <laughs> all the gore that it took. <laughs> I'm not trashing this country. This country came about the way anything else came about. Every that's how all all societies come about. Uh somebody gets squashed and then the people who win rewrite it. They they put some nice music behind it, right? And they uh you know, they tell some truths and they kind of smooth over some other shit. But I got this is what I love about that hat. You know, I always wish that I had some sort of black belt in martial arts, but I've always been too lazy. You know? I'd like to have a gun, but I'm afraid of them, you know, but I still walk around at night a lot. So I think if I had a hat like that, who would fuck with you? There's no way you don't think that that person's strapped, you know. We were going through the airport security, and I was like, this guy's at least got to have a knife in his boot. Like, why would you go that far to have a hat like that? I don't know. Maybe he just came to some meeting from the gun lobby. I have no idea. That's one of the things I'm doing this month, though. I've met a couple of people, and I'm uh, going to learn how to uh, handle a gun and, uh, you know, be comfortable around them and then decide afterwards if I want to get one, you know, as opposed to just being like, I'm scared of those things. I don't know why we have – I mean, I know I'm one of those people, like, I'm terrified of them. I didn't grow up around them, and they freak me out, but I totally get them. I totally understand them, and I – see certain stories on the news and I think, well, if somebody had a gun in the house, that probably, that could have gone the other way, you know? Um, I don't know. You might think I'm a fucking lunatic, but 
don't know. That's how I look at it. <laughs> I just sort of tapped out of that, didn't I? You know what? I think it's a good time now to read a little bit of advertising. What do you guys think? Huh? I don't care what you think. I'm on vacation. I'm not here to please you. I just, you just called me into the office this week, you know, because you couldn't figure out how to, put, how to put paper in the copier. Now all of a sudden I'm standing here in my fucking... Where the hell is it? Where the hell is this? Stamps.com. Let's get on with this here. Stamps.com, everybody. Um, anyways, are you like me, everybody? Do you hate everything? No. Do you hate going to the post office? Right? Sure we all do. You know, when can you go into the post office and there's not a line wrapped around the building like they're selling tickets to a Bon Jovi concert in, in the Meadowlands? Right? Your love is like bad medicine. You know? And you go in there and it's such a long line that you got to figure out what supplies you need. Then you got to carry them under your arm and literally be putting the box together as the as the thing you know the line moves forward and you're sliding it up along that long table and then you got the wrong size box or you got the wrong you know envelope oh that you wanted express you have a priority envelope you know go back over there fix it and then you can come right back up to the window and endure the hateful stares of the hundred people who weren't here to see me tell you that it's okay to come back do you want to go through all of that. Wouldn't it be great if you could just handle it yourself in the privacy of, of, of your own home? Have you ever wanted to do your mail late at night standing in your underwear while eating a Pop-Tart? Well, with Stamps.com, you can do it. Yep, your time is valuable. It's important to use every minute wisely, so why waste your time going to the post office? Find parking, then waiting in line when you don't have to. Didn't I just say that? I think I did. I don't need to read the copy. I so believe in this product, I can come from my house. Um, stamps.com. I love it. I actually, um, I actually use this shit, man. <laughs> Maybe I should go back to the copy. You can buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and your printer. You can pr- also, you know, print postage for boxes. They give you this little scale, which I love because I send out my DVDs to my gigs this way now. Just weigh the little box, you know, got my little Mr. McFeely visor on, put that stamp on, you know. Toss that sucker in the mail, and I'm done. I show up, and it's magically there. I never had to stand in a line. I could be there in my underwear, listening to a CD. I can be screaming, you know, any word I want at the top of my lungs, trying to keep it clean. Trying to keep it clean here, folks. All right? And I know what you're thinking, because you're just like anybody else. You're like, you know what, Bill? That's all well and good. Having a post office in my house with a little bit, with a little scale. What's in it for me? I'll tell you what it's in for you. We've got a special offer right now. Stance.com for my listeners and my listeners only, unless they're doing this with a bunch of other podcasts. I have no idea. There's a no-risk trial, plus a $110 bonus offer, includes a digital scale, and $55 worth of free postage. Okay? But only if you go on and you uh, use my last name, Burr. What you want to do is go to Stamps.com, click on the radio microphone on the top of the homepage, and type in Burr, capital B-U-R-R. That's Stamps.com. Enter Burr. Get $55 in free postage. And you get a scale. All right. What else? What else could you possibly want, everybody? Um, so anywho. Oh, dude, speaking of music, what's his face? Davy Jones died this week, and I can't even tell you how much that bummed me out. I absolutely loved the monkeys when I was growing up. I loved their music. I loved the comedy. I loved the nod to the Marx Brothers. I loved the nod to the Beatles. I loved that they were a pop band. I loved that Mike Nesmith hated being in it and when he would when they were pretending to play to a track he'd have his tie going through the guitar strings as some sort of silent protest I liked all of it 
And I thought they had good music for what it was. I really liked it. And I got to tell you, for you youngsters out there, there's nothing worse than when someone like Davy Jones dies of basically natural causes because it really just lets you know how fucking old you are. It's like that guy was 66. Jesus, he died of a heart. How the fuck did that guy die of a heart attack? And I'm thinking when I was when I was watching those first started watching those shows, that guy was like, oh my god! I think I started watching at 73 or 74. So the reruns on WSBK TV channel 56 in Boston, or was it uh, TV 38? One or the other. I used to watch him, and he was probably 25 years old. You know. I remember being excited when I saw him do a guest star in the Brady Bunch when he took Marsha to the prom. I thought Mickey Dolenz was fucking hilarious, and I hated when he grew his hair out. I thought it looked better when it was straight. Like, that's how much of a fan I was of that show, and it just sucks, man. The fuck? So that's what happens to me. I'm 44 this year, 22 years from now. I can be walking around with my torso stuffed into a button-down shirt and all of a sudden clapped over, over like a tray of macaroni. Oh, Jesus. See, right here. Is is there any reason to take shit from anybody if it goes by that fast? Other than cops, because they can legally kick the shit out of you. Um, let's get to the complaints this week, everybody. Uh, some lady just absolutely lost her mind, hates my guts now, and won't listen to this podcast anymore. And I apologize to her, but she says she's not listening anymore. There's no way that she's listening, despite that she wrote like a five-page email that I'm now going to read. Um, she has a huge problem with me, everybody. So settle in. Want me to wait? You want to go down to the uh, break room? Go get yourself a little coffee cake? I'll, I can wait. I'm on vacation. I got nothing better to do. Go ahead. I'll wait. <laughs> Fucking dog's been farting all day today. I don't know what its deal is, and it keeps looking at me like, dude, you got to help me out. And I keep going to take it outside, and then it just sniffs the grass. And then I bring it back in, and it starts farting again, and it keeps looking at me like, dude. I'm really trying not to shit on your rug. Like, I mean, that's how I'm reading her face. I think that's what she's saying. I have no idea. So anyways, uh, so anyways, here we go. <clears throat> um, subject, your podcast is hate speech. Oh, Jesus. Bill, you probably won't read this. Or if you do, you will just dismiss me as a stupid cunt whore. But no matter. See, right there, she's already draped herself in the I'm brave and I'm going to plow a head flag. Um, your podcast, as of late, has morphed into hate speech. You used to be funny, and I could brush off your hateful comments with a cringe and a shrug. Now, wait a minute. If it if they were hateful right along, why would you? Uh, th- okay, let's just plow ahead. But now you've gone too far for me. To feature a segment on your podcast devoted to the de- deplorable behavior of women is intolerable. Uh, for those of you new to my podcast... Uh, I've been doing this segment, which I think is hilarious and needs to be done. Just to get you caught up before this lady gives me both barrels here, because believe me, she does. Um, you know, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of shows out there that 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 shine a light on men who beat their women, those pieces of shit, right? Trying to stop them from that behavior. There's a bunch of shows out there that will talk about how uh, who are these guys. You know, to say what a woman could do with her body. They'll talk about the glass ceiling, the old boys network, and all that type of stuff. And they shine a light on all of that. Okay? Which they should because that is guys doing things that they should not be doing that is not fair to women. Okay? but my, So my problem is not that they do that. My problem is that they never shine a light on shit that, 
that women do that is not fair to men. So recently, um, if I can drape, my, drape myself in some sort of brave flag, I've been reading these stories about guys who are married. Their wife goes out, cheats on them, has unprotected sex, has a kid with another fucking guy, doesn't tell their husband, and that by the time he figures it out, he has to pay child support for a kid that is, isn't even his, and it's totally legal. And then I had the audacity to say that a woman who would do that to her husband is a cunt. Evidently, that's hateful speech towards all women, according to this person. All right? Because she continues. And oh, does she ever continue. Um, to feature a segment on your podcast devoted to the deplorable behavior of women is intolerable. How is that any different than someone spending 20 minutes a week on a different podcast featuring the deplorable behavior behavior of black people why do they always go to black people that's always a that's just like calling me the n-word this is no difference than slavery that's people in other groups always do that always do that all right give me a goddamn break all right that she, she goes women are i mean how is that different i'm how is how is what i'm doing any different by, by featuring a segment of women who are doing something absolutely reprehensible to men, how is that any different than a show that focuses on men doing anything reprehensible to women? When they show wife beaters, I don't look at that like, oh, my God, they're saying I'm doing it too. I, I think, you know something? I really think you're being really selfish here. And the fact that you could sit here and listen to my podcast for this long as I've gone off on fat people. I mean, Jesus Christ, you want to talk about hate speech? How much shit have I talked about Peyton Manning, despite the fact I can't even throw a football? You know, if he sent me an email, I would understand. And I bet it wouldn't even be as, as crazy as this. She says, women are treated like second-class citizens all over the world. When did I ever say they weren't? And even still in this country. Yet you have no problem inciting further hate and disgust towards your fellow human beings on this earth. How am I inciting hate? When, when shows show wife beaters, is that inciting hatred towards men? If you look at those shows and that makes you hate all men, then you're a moron. So basically what you're saying is that I'm a moron and that all my listeners are morons. That if I call a woman who cheats on her husband, has a baby with another guy and makes her husband pay for that, if I call her a cunt, that means I'm calling all women cunts? You know, is that what you're saying? Are you saying we're all that stupid? She said, right now there are men, and that is written in capital letters, M-E-N, men in this country still, capital S-T-I-L-L, discussing whether or not women should have the right to contraception and abortions. Yeah, I understand that. And those people freak me out. Those people freak me out, and I am a guy. And I've never said that a woman shouldn't have a right to that. So I don't know what you're talking about. This has nothing to do. I'm talking about these fucking whores that cheat on their husbands. Ma'am, you know what I love about all this? How come you don't address what I talked about? How come I can't hear? What, what do you think about a woman who would do something like that? I saw a stat the other day that said 13% of kids in this country are not with their biological father. <laughs> Me, meaning not, not just like, you know, that, that their wife got like divorced and, uh, and, and then remarried. They mean like there's a guy either knows or doesn't know. Like the woman had a kid with somebody else while they were married. Like 13% of kids. I mean, that means 80% of women are on the up and up. All right? God bless them. They're angels. But that 13%, 
needs to be taken to task. I mean, I would. I, I mean, how many guys have beaten women? I would guess it'd probably be right around that same. You know, maybe a little higher. I have no idea. Let's just let's say it's twenty. Let's say twenty percent of guys beat their women. Should they not be called out and be called cowardly pieces of shit? You know, and if you call them cowardly piece of shit, would I have a right to sit there and look at that and be like, well, that's now you're you're inciting further hate and disgust toward all men. You're being really selfish here, man, because I go off on everybody. This podcast is over the top and it's crazy. I call guys cunts on this podcast and you're being really selfish right now. And now, you, and you know, you make this big, long speech and then you're going to take your ball and go home. I, I look, look at this. Look at all she's bringing up here. Women are, still earn only 70 cents for every dollar a man earns. I think you guys should make the same amount. But I also don't think that that, that number is accurate, $77, 77 cents for every dollar that a man earns. Because if you include divorce settlements, uh, you get to keep your 77 cents plus his 50 percent his 50 cents so then he's down to 50 and then you're up to a dollar 37 <laughs> see that's what i'm talking about right there go fuck yourself you oversensitive jackass good lord go buy a bigger bra i don't know what your fucking problem is i hope that bugged you too that i said that that was deliberately supposed to be offensive all right so go fucking write a letter to uh, fucking cunthair.com because I don't give a shit, all right? In short, we are still not equal to our male counterparts and we will forever be labeled the weaker sex. Well, with that attitude, of course you will, you know? I don't think you're the weaker sex. I think that that's all a myth. I think that that actually makes you stronger, you know, because guys are fucking idiots and they think because they can do more push-ups than their woman that they're actually, you know, that makes them smarter, you know? I don't know. Oh, my fucking doorbell's ringing. Are you serious? Hang on a second. I got to go up here, and then I got I to gotta read the rest of this. Hold on. All right, so I'm back. little winded, but I'm back. I'm back. So anyways, blah, 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 blah. It just keeps going on and on and on and on. Um, Where the hell is it? Where the hell was I? Uh, weaker sex, and then she tries to break me down psychologically, but my mom not hugging me. If that's the case, then I'm sorry for you. I hate when people do that. It's like, you're not sorry for me. You hate me right now, okay? So stop acting like you're really sorry for me and you're showing some sort of empathy. You're not showing empathy. You're being really selfish. Like I said, I go off on everything here. I've never said that a woman should make the same amount an hour as a guy. I never should said that a guy should be able to hit a woman. I've never said that. What the thing I'm trying to shine a light to is that some of these divorce settlements are absolutely fucking ridiculous and and that when a woman cheats on a guy and has a, has a kid with another person and then the, the poor sap who married her has to pay for that? You don't think that's fucked up? Howard Stern just did a great story on it uh, last week. Somebody sent me an email. He did a story about a guy who was in that situation and he refused to play, pay the child support and they said, we're going to send you to jail. He's going to go to jail because his wife cheated on him, had unprotective sex. Hey, to hell with AIDS. Let's roll the dice. With my husband's life, right? Has unprotected sex, has a kid. He doesn't realize it, figures it's his because it's his, his wife's pregnant. Why would he think that it's somebody else's? He starts making the payments. Next thing you know, you know, he starts raising the kid, figures out it's not his kid, and has a natural reaction. I don't want to pay for that. And they're like, the law is just like, no, you have to pay for it. Let me ask you this, ma'am. Do you have any empathy for that? You seem to have all this empathy for women and women's issues. 
And like somehow I'm supposed to still respect you despite the fact that you could give a fuck if there's injustices done on the other side. It doesn't make any sense. And I want to see like, this is like focusing on this issue. This is an issue for some reason that is just not talked about whatsoever. It's just sort of accepted. And I think it's an absolute, I think it's absolutely deplorable. I think it's deplorable. So I, I, I have the right to talk about it. You know what I mean? And if you want to get offended and you want to be selfish and just be like, well, that isn't fair. What, what if I uh, had a whole segment every week and all I did was talk about wife beaters? You know what? You'd probably send me an email. I just want you to tell you, I love your podcast even more. It is just, it's, you are just, you are a hero to hear a man out there just, just letting these, these, these cowardly pieces of shit know that it's, you'd be fucking over the moon about it. But now all of a sudden, I'm talking about women who are doing shit that you're not even doing. At what point in any of these stupid fucking rants that I've done, have I ever said that all women are doing this? I never have. I never said that all women cheat on their husbands and and have a kid out of wedlock. I didn't. All right? Do I make generalizations? Absolutely. It's a comedy. I paint with a broad brush. I'm fucking around, okay? Jesus fucking Christ, stop being so goddamn selfish, okay? And if you don't want to listen to my podcast, don't listen to my podcast anymore. And uh, other than that, you know, I mean, go fuck yourself. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. This, this, what she's doing is, 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 a, is a pet peeve that I have. Um, like that happens to me like sometimes when I do shows. And at the end of my shows, someone will come up to me and just be like, look, you know, I have a good sense of humor, but but subject whatever. Ah, oh, my fucking phone. They'll just be like, you know what? That's never funny. That is never. Oh, the lovely Nia, everybody. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. Hello? Hey, I'm taping my podcast right now. Is this urgent? Are you on the side of the road? We got AAA. No, no, I, I, the dog was farting, and I thought it had to shit in the house, so I took it outside, and then it just sniffed around and peed. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass. So I'm going to get back to the podcast, all right? All right, I'll tell you in like a half. All right, bye. Um, anyways. Oh, and then she goes on to say that the terms I use will then cause, you know, people to use the, you know, as I fuck around and use these terms, she then thinks that people are going to use them seriously. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm sure a few will, but that's not on me. Somebody who does that, it's because you're a moron. And I like it's not my responsibility to fucking babysit anybody once they're an adult. If you don't know not to call women these terms, okay? Although, I will tell you this. If, uh, you know, <laughs> there is a time to call a woman a cunt, okay? And, and that's when you find out that your son is not your son, <laughs> <laughs> and you still have to pay for it. There's a reason that that word does does exist. All right? All right, dear sweetheart. So I hope you come back to the podcast. I hope that you actually listen and will respond. And I don't want to hear another fucking word out of you unless you tell me what you think about those kinds of fucking women who do that, okay? And stop bringing up slavery and all this other shit and trying to drag all this other crap into it, all right? You stay in your own goddamn lane, sweetheart. All right? Good Lord. To, to compare yourself not being able to vote to being enslaved, really? 
That's another one that gets, that's a whole nother fucking topic. Every fucking person out there just tries to fucking jump on that. You know? That's our N-word. Oh, go fuck yourself. Um, anyways. <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. Why did you flick that bick right in my face? You burned off two eyebrow hairs. That's my Dresden. Um, wedding fashion advice. See, I love this, these advice now that, um, here we go. Wedding fashion advice. Bill, I am getting married in June. Oh, isn't that romantic? A June wedding and refuse to wear a tux. I'm going to tell you something right now, sir. You're going to have a happy marriage. You're going to have a happy marriage for the fact that you still have a backbone and you refuse to wear a tux and the the woman that you're going to marry, this angel is fine with it. That's the, you, you, you got a winner right there. All right, that's perfect. There's going to be a good little give and take, little surf and turf, and then all you got to do is just admit when you're wrong in the relationship. It gives you fucking credibility. So when you actually bitch, they'll, they'll think, oh, he actually, uh, he actually feels this. All right, so simple question. Simple question. Bow tie or regular tie with my suit? I'd like to do something different but don't want to come off as a douche. Um, I gotta be honest. I would go with the tie. There's only, there's only, there's three people in the world that can get away with a bow tie. All right. Uh, an economics major. And even then, not then you have to be an economist on TV talking about the GNP. Then you can wear a bow tie. Um, if you're one of those, uh, uh, if you're a Muslim, but you're a black guy. For some reason, they wear suits and bow ties. They don't seem to go for the uh, the whatever the fuck you call that thing. What do you call that thing? Oh Jesus! Now I'm gonna be more offensive. I don't know what you call it. The thing that you just is it doesn't seem. It's sort of the original uh, oh, scrunchy, not scrunchy. What the fuck are those things called? <laughs> what the fuck? Is it's sort of the original snuggy. You know, except it's just all the way over you. Like, I don't think Muslims in the Middle East ever get cold when they fall asleep on the couch because they have that, they got that whole long thing over them, right? Oh, my God, that was offensive. Um, I'm from Syria, and I listen to your podcast. I don't care. And the third person is uh, if you make chicken for a lot of people. You can also wear a bow tie. Does Colonel Sanders, does that guy, I mean, speaking of slavery, tell me that guy doesn't look like he at least owns at least 12 slaves at some point in his life. I don't know. There's just something about him was very plantation-esque. Didn't he have that, that old South look about him? Oh, Belvedere, come here, boy. I don't know. You know, so next time Nia comes on here, I'm going to ask her. She has a theory about, you want to talk about, like, advertising and that type of thing. She is convinced there's a KFC in Koreatown out here in Los Angeles, and she is convinced that they draw the Colonel Sanders a little bit differently to make him almost look like he's racially mixed. Like he still looks like Colonel Sanders, you know what I mean? But he looks a little, uh, I don't know. That's what she says. I don't see it, you know. She thinks they put a little dash of Mongolian in him. <laughs> Which, if they did, I think that is fucking hilarious. Like, 
I would say that at that point you had exhausted all ways of trying to figure out how to sell chicken at that location. You have definitely hit the wall as far as profits. What the fuck else can we do? We got crispy. We got we got the original. We got the the uncrispy. We got the healthy. We got a chicken pot pie. What do we do? Hey, what if we made Colonel Sanders a little uh, a little more uh, Colonel Sanders Chen ish? <laughs> Make him a little more little just just a little bit of Asian in the face, you know, somewhere you know maybe in the cheekbones or I don't know what dash of Korean in there. You know what? I'll take a picture of it. I'll take a picture of that one, and I'll take a picture of a regular one. And I want to see if you guys can tell the difference. Because personally, I don't see it, but it makes me laugh. My Every time we drive by it, both me and Nia start cracking up, and she, and she, and she starts presenting her argument. Go, look at his eyes. Look at his eyes. And I'm going, they look the same. She goes, I'm telling you, it's different. But the problem is, is we've never been – you can't look across the street and see, like, just a regular one. So uh, I'm going to do the wonderful technology of the uh, – Oh, speaking of that, you know what? I got I got the iPhone 4S. I finally gave into that shit. I will not be doing any fucking ads for this goddamn phone. This thing, Jesus Christ! I might as well have bought in a Fiat. This fucking thing is such a pain in the ass. The goddamn home button every couple of days craps out, and then I got to go down to the thing. You don't have one of those geniuses figure it out. All right, and I know what you're going to say. Well, dude, just reset it. You just hold down the power button and that home button together, and wait till the Apple can. I did that. I did it. It's not working for me. So now, on my vacation, I have to go back over to the fucking iStore and talk to those people and make an appointment and have them, I don't know. The exact reason why I never got the phone was because it always crapped out. All right? I don't need a phone that can take amazing pictures and amazing video, but it's, I, I can't use it as a phone. It's just, it's a pain in the ass. So, uh, fuck the iPhone. All right. Did you hear that? Ghost of Steve Jobs. <clears throat> All right. So anyways, yeah, I would, I would go with the tie. But, uh, but you know, if you're going to not wear a tux, which is really funny because a tuxedo is really just some cheap fucking thing that you get down the street that somebody's worn to God knows how many different events. What I would do is I would wear, uh, I would get like a suit like you were going to go do a talk show like Letterman or something. Just get the best suit you possibly could have. Some unbelievable shoes. I'd even go with the little the pocket square cufflinks. Just look like a fucking million bucks. Um, yeah, but definitely don't do the bow tie, man. That's uh, Jesus Christ. Then you would look like a douche. The only time a guy can wear a bow tie and not look like a douche is if he is wearing a tuxedo. I think because um, then they got like the colored buff buttons and that little uh, that little half a man girdle, the cummerbund that they have down there. All right, Bill. Flight made simple. Do you remember? You guys remember a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about how I didn't understand? I just don't understand how a plane stays off the ground. I've had people try to explain it to me a zillion different ways. You're surfing on the air, the lift, the uh, under the wing, over the wing, all this shit. This person's going to try to explain it to me. Um, all right. Bill, in regards to your previous podcast where you wondered how an airplane flew and resigned yourself to lifelong ignorance, there are two basic principles at work here. I won't bore you with jargon or math. The plane wings are shaped so that so that air is pushed downward when it comes in contact with the bottom of the wing. All right, I got to read this over and over again to get this. The plane's wings are shaped so that air is pushed downward when it comes in contact with the wing. Are they? I guess they are. Well, if I stuck my hand out the window, if I had it if I had it level, 
if I wanted to push it down, then I would tilt it forward. But I, I think they're, they're tilted back, aren't they? Oh, but when it goes over it, it pushes it down. Dude, there's no way. You're going to have to sit here and, like, <laughs> you're going to have to hold my hand and walk me through. You're going to have to be in the room. There's no way I'm going to be able to figure this out. All right. The plane's wings are shaped so that air is pushed downward when it comes into contact with the bottom of the wing. This produces a force equal to the one the air was pushed with in the opposite direction. And I'm tapping out. I don't know what that means. This produces a force equal to the one. What one? To the one the air was pushed with in the opposite direction. Okay. Secondly, top of the wing is shaped so that the air flowing over it is going very fast. Faster than the air flowing underneath the wing. Yeah, people have told me this. I don't get it. The faster the air flows, the less pressure it puts on the wing's surface. Because the air on top is moving faster, the pressure on the bottom is higher. Dude, this is the thing. I need to go all the way back to like basic principles of physics. You know what I mean? This is like I'm trying to teach you how to play drums and I'm showing you an intermediate drum fill and you can't even play a beat yet. I had no scientific background whatsoever. So if you if you can suggest a hey kids, Uncle Schluby is going to teach us about physics, right? And there's got a picture of some guy dressed in a mascot suit. I want to start with a science book. Uncle Schluby? I'm sorry, I couldn't think of fucking I'm on vacation. There's going to be no funny this week. Bill, how do I handle the parents of my kid my son beat up? Jesus Christ. You know something? I deserve this because I said stop asking me uh, advice that has to do with uh, relationships because I was sick of that shit. And as much as I'm enjoying these, all of these I have to like now make sure I don't get in trouble legally. So before I answer that, speaking of legally. Speaking of legally. Let's let's read some... uh, Let's read some um, the other fucking advertising for this week. What the fuck did I do with it? Oh, there it is. All right, spot number two. All right, all right. I already showed you how you didn't have to go to the post office. How would you guys like to have an arcade in your own goddamn home? Would you? Wouldn't that be great? Are you sick of going down to the video store and sitting there talking to the Can I help you? Can I help you with something? Talking to those nerds. What do you think about this one? What do you think about that one? It's all about staying in your house, everybody, getting some powdered food, having your own windmill, right? Putting stamps on your own envelopes that you printed out yourself on your computer. Let's go to the next level of becoming a complete hermit. Gamefly.com, everybody. It's the video game rental system that delivers video games to your door and now PC games right to your PC. Uh, What's wrong with the Mac? Uh, Gamefly has over 8,000 titles to choose from and works with all systems. Uh, Monday morning podcast listeners get fifteen day a fifteen day trial free trial by going to www.gamefly.com slash burr www.gamefly.com slash burr burr all right and what do you get you get eight thousand different titles so I would have to think that that's basically everything from uh, I'm gonna shoot you in the face all the way down to Pac Man I mean they got everything all the classics all the way up to the top I mean they have to eight thousand titles to choose from. And this is the thing, even if you don't want to do it, for 15 days, they're giving you. They're giving you a free trial, just like a drug dealer. Gives you a couple of free samples, right? You hit the needle a couple times, they got you hooked, you know? Except rather than ruining your life, you'll still be able to go to, you'll still be able to, go to work. And you know what? You're going to be able to deal with your boss even better because, you know, the second he's done running his yap and that whistle blows and you slide down that dinosaur into that car you use with your feet, you're going home to 8,000 different games. All right? 15-day free trial. 
Gamefly.com slash Burr. Okay, that's it. All right, back to the podcast. Let's see if Bill can try not to get sued here. So this guy's writing me this thing. He's basically, he's dealing with the parents of the kid his son beat up. Well, that's got to make you feel good that your kid won as much as you're probably, this is probably going to have to do with something of a lawsuit or something. Hi, Bill. I was listening to one of your earlier podcasts about uh, when one of your listeners has been getting shit from his neighbor because of driving too fast in the neighborhood. You followed up with a hilarious dialogue of how he should handle his neighbor. That also brought up memories of how you thought of, it also brought up memories about how you thought about talk, talking to your downstairs neighbor was the most ridiculous move ever. So that got me thinking. I have a son in the seventh grade who just served a suspension last week for getting into a fight with another kid. You know, it's funny that your son is in the seventh grade because that is right at that tipping point where fights aren't just, you know, headlocks and all of a sudden people are starting to, you know, hit puberty. All of a sudden they weigh over 100 pounds. They're a little more coordinated. They got 100, 110, 115. There's always that one Bigfoot kid who's like 140 pounds. All of a sudden fights start getting, there's like blood and shit, you know, um, so here we go. Seventh grade, his seventh grade son just got suspended last week for getting into a fight with another kid. The fight was apparently over a dispute during their gym class where the other kid purposely threw a basketball at my son's head a few times when he wasn't looking. After repeated hits, my son somehow turned into a maniac, caught the other kid by surprise, tripped the kid on the ground, and started wailing on the kid's face, breaking his nose. <laughs> You know, you know what that is. That's that classic kid who's been picked on, and all of a sudden he just fucking spazzes out. <laughs> He's probably making those noises, punching him while crying. Remember that? Oh, that was always epic when the weak kid finally flipped out and beat the other kid down or at least just got a couple of good ones in before getting pounded himself. You know, good for him. That's, that's, the, that's the first belt. Like a lot of those martial arts class, they have the white belt with what you walk in with, which is basically all you know about fighting is to get hit a couple times and then making that noise as you flail with both hands and feet, right? So anyways, after repeated hits, my son, oh, whatever, wait a minute. Some, some of the other kids' friends then jumped in, okay, in and fought my son off. My son, unfortunately, got a black guy from the friend's cheap shot. I don't think this is a bad thing, man. I mean, I think this is basically, uh, I think he did, he did right by himself. He was getting picked on, and all the other kids are looking at him. And if he doesn't do anything, then he's saying, yeah, I'm the kid. You can throw a basketball at my head, and I won't do anything about it. Um, and then despite the fact that your kid got a black eye in the end, I mean, all those other kids see, like, wow, this kid, you know, broke this other kid's nose, and the only reason why he got a black eye is because it took a couple of the other kid's friends to come in and sucker him, right? Um, so good for him. Good for him. That was his first, like, prison sort of experience, you know, and he did what he needed to do to uh, not get assaulted f uh, further. Um, so anyways, fast forward to later that afternoon, my wife and I were called into the school office where our son and the other boy with his parents were waiting. Uh, we had a conversation with the school counselor. During the conference, the other boy's dad was extremely pissed off and literally wanted to sue me. Oh, Jesus. You know, isn't that amazing? It's just people, they love their kids so much they can't even see where their 
they kind of got what they deserved. Um, anyways, he said, at least this is this guy's version of it anyways. He said, I was calm, and I politely asked him to relax. At that point, this dad wanted to fight me. Once the counselor calmed the room down, this dad muttered under his breath while facing the counselor, he's lucky He's lucky we're here or else I would hurt that son of a bitch. Oh, Jesus. I immediately responded with, what did you say? The dad didn't turn his glance away from the counselor but smirked and responded quietly saying, you heard me, asshole. Oh, Jesus. I love when people say, you're lucky I didn't have to go home to my mom or else something would have happened. Um, I immediately lost it because I can't stand passive-aggressive shit. I asked if he wanted to take it outside, but he kept smiling and nodding his head. He then looked at his beaten-up child and said, You see, son, don't ever turn out like this asshole right here while pointing at me. Oh, dude, right there. Just, you just, I, I, uh. That just made me want to rip his throat out. Dude, you took the bait, though, man. You took the fucking bait. He totally said that shit just to make you flip out. You know what this guy's like? This guy's like a Claude Lemieux, except he can't make you win a cup. You know, he's basically doing that shit when the ref isn't looking and then you're retaliating and then he's making you look like a douche. Um, so anyways, he goes, I immediately lost my shit because I can't stand past aggressive. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, my wife grabbed my arm and asked me to please sit back down. Your conference ended shortly after that and the two boys were suspended the next day for fighting. Uh, yeah, in the future, sir, just like when someone is being passive-aggressive, you just don't react to it. It's unbelievably hard, and I don't know how to do it, but I'm really good about giving advice. <laughs> I mean, now that I'm sitting here calmly as the Monday Monday morning podcast quarterback here, you know, the second somebody, hey, he's lucky we're in here, you know, that that's you can just be like, just say to your son, oh, you hear that? We're lucky we're in here, or else this guy would have done something. Thank God this 140-pound guidance counselor on the other side of a desk is stopping this guy from turning into a superhero. Woo! I'm counting my lucky stars. Hey, thank God there's carpeting on the floor. If this was just regular uh, tile, I would be in trouble. That's it. I mean, just throw it right back at him. Just actually agree with what he's saying completely sarcastically. That usually diffuses that kind of stuff. So anyways, the conference ended shortly afterwards. And the two boys were suspended the next day for fighting. Since then, I now notice that that fucking dad and his kid every morning while dropping my kids off at school. I wouldn't care, but a few days ago, I caught this prick telling his kid to stay away from that little piece of shit. Um, and he was referring to my son. Uh, what is worse is that the baseball season is starting up, and I overheard my son telling his buddy that he and the other kid are on the same team. I need your help, Bill. I just know this dad is going to start some shit during the some game or practice. I can only imagine my son striking out or dropping the ball, and I hear that fucking guy saying something out loud. Um, all right. This is the deal. This guy's so in your head at this point like you're anticipating shit that he's going to do. All right? This is the deal. At the end of the day, your son kicked his son's ass. All right? So that's why this guy's acting like the bitch that he's acting like. Because that's all he can say. All right? And if he was going to do something to you, he would have done something to you. But he doesn't because he's an adult and he doesn't want to get sued. And you're not going to do anything to him because you don't want to get sued. And you shouldn't. All right? So all he's doing is he's running his yap. So who gives a fuck? The great thing here is is if you don't take his bait and you just lay back or whatever, both those kids, your son and his son, they're going to be on the same team. They're going to work it out. How many fucking childhood friendships start that way? 
The first time you see each other, you hate each other, you duke it out, and then like fucking three days later, you're you know you're playing baseball together. This is this is classic. They're probably going to become best of friends. Um, this is one of these things where you have to do the hardest thing in life, which I feel is or one of the hardest things emotionally, I should say, is uh, you got to be the bigger man. All right, look at this guy's insecure as hell. Your son kicked his son's ass, and, you know, it, he he's humiliated on some level, I guess. So now all he's trying to do is make you fucking mad, and you're taking the bait. So in a way, he's kind of winning. So just stop taking the bait. Let him say what the fuck he's going to say. You know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Honestly, I'm not wired emotionally like that. I can easily tell you not to take the bait, but I have to admit, if he said something to me, I would just be, I mean, uh, I would have everything in my power not to say, I'm sorry my son kicked your son's ass. But then you're talking shit for your son, and then it just becomes a problem. You just got to be the bigger man, all right? And uh, I don't know. This whole fucking thing went off the rails. You both love your son's. Neither one of them you want to see your kids get hurt. And this guy's acting like a fucking kid himself. And yeah, you got to be the bigger guy here. Oh, this one sucks, dude. I feel for you, man. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I can tell you a bunch of dumb things to do, you know? And you've already fantasized about them as you screamed at your windshield pretending you were talking to him. As you fantasized about what? Catching him on the morning, going out to get his newspaper and be like, how about now, huh? You can kick my ass now, right? You want to do that and mush the fucking paper right down his throat? Uh, you know what? You guys got to stop sending me these stories because I kind of live vicariously through them, and they like they really, they really bother me. That really fucking bothers me. <laughs> you know what? I think it's a good time right now to talk about hockey, one of the great sports out there. And for all you people who say, why do they allow? Why do they let them fight? You know why they let them fight? So you can't have any douchebags like this in the league. People who get to act like they're tough when they're really not. You know? Because eventually, you, you get yours. You know, Ty Domi eventually clocked Ulf Samuelson. And I loved it. You know? Claude Delmue eventually turtled. Right? I actually think Claude was a tough guy. He just, that guy, I don't know. That guy is one of the guys I can never make my mind up about. I just thought he was such a fucking piece of shit. But God damn it, that son of a bitch was a winner. The guy won a cup on three different teams. He just can't. He's the only guy who played that way that I can give a pass to. Did you guys ever see that that video when he was uh, sitting on the he's sitting on the bench and somebody got checked into the bench and the guy was like, you know, doubled over. So his, his head was was over the board's. In the opposing, basically opposing team's bench area, and Claude Lemieux, and, and and the other player who's on the ice is leaning on him, so the guy can't get up. And Claude Lemieux just looks down, and when the ref isn't looking, he just winds up and clocks this dude in the fucking head. It was one of the dirtiest. It was so dirty, you just laughed. It was just such a piece of shit fucking move. But there was something about him. At the end of the day, the guy could play. He put the fucking puck in the net. Who do you win it with? Avalanche, Canadians. Canadians in 93. I want to say the Avalanche in 96. Devils in 95 or 2000. I can't remember. Anyways, I feel for you, sir. I would just let the uh, let the kids hash it out. 
Um, and if the guy says anything, just walk up to him. Say, listen, dude, who's kidding who? We both know if you were going to hit me, you would have by now. All right? You're not going to. All right? So just let it go. Uh, that would probably spark something. Oh, my God. I, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. If I was standing with Nia and somebody was saying that, if he, if he ran his mouth, I would just be like, I would be, oh, hey, that's that guy that said I'm lucky the guidance counselor's here or else he'd be kicking my ass. Anybody here see that guidance counselor? Gee, how come he's not kicking my ass? Hey, hey tough guy, what do you say? No guidance counselor here. What's the matter? What's the matter? You, yeah, what am I lucky about now? What, that that tree's over there? Am I lucky that there's a tree there? Because if that tree wasn't there, you'd be kicking my ass? What are you going to say there, passive-aggressive? You're going to keep stop. You're not going to look at me, are you? You're going to sit there, you know? Maybe that's why your son's such a fucking bitch throwing a basketball at my son's head. You know, he broke, broke your kid's nose. You do realize that, don't you? Don't you? Well, why don't you sue me, you fucking pussy? Sorry, at some point I got to get the anger out. I got, like, angry about that. What the fuck is wrong with me? Um, yeah, dude, you got to be the bigger man. You gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be the bigger man. You, oh, you gotta be the bigger man. Ah, oh, you motherfucker. Um, I don't know. What you know? What you should do whenever the guy talks shit, just think about the fact that your son broke his son's nose, and somehow try and convey that with the smile on your face. Maybe you should say that. Just be, hey, listen, man. I just want to be friends. I just want, you know, I'm concerned for you. How how is your son's nose? Is he breathing properly again? <laughs> Oh, that would be the dumb thing to do, sir. The proper, the, the big thing to do is just to be the uh, the bigger man. But oh my God! No, listen, don't don't anticipate him saying anything. I, I I'm gonna I'm willing to bet that they're gonna end up being friends. And uh, you know what? Coach your son. Tell him to be a good teammate. All right. Tell him to cheer nice and loudly and root for that other kid that he broke his nose. Tell him to root for him when he's up at bat. All right. And when he, when he gets a hit, tell him, you know, nice play or something like that, okay? And through the wonderment and the magic of sports, they'll become friends, all right? And that'll be great. And then one day, your son will go over their house, and, and he'll have to actually be a nice guy, looking at your son's right or left hand, wondering which was the one that smashed his son's face. <laughs> who knows? And maybe in the end, you guys end up being friends. Um, who knows? Who knows? That's how it works out in sitcom land. Good luck with that, sir. Uh, that is a podcast for this week. Oh, I forgot to bring up uh, the wonderful skatefenders.com. Uh, guys, I cannot say enough about this product. If you play hockey, and uh, who likes taking a nice slap shot off the foot? I know I don't. How many times you gone out? You're all excited. You had a bad day at work, right? You're, you're having problems with your girl. Maybe you don't have a girl, right? You got some aggression. You want to get it out. You get out on the ice, and you fucking two shifts out there. Somebody fucking nails you in the foot with the puck. And the skate. And then you feel like you got shot in the foot. You limp off and the whole night's over. The next day you got to limp into work. Sucks, right? Wouldn't it be great if somebody came up with some protection for your feet that was lighter than a goddamn sock and you wouldn't even notice when you wore it? Well, the people at SkateFenders.com are excited to announce SkateFenders. They fit right over the boot of your skate. And um, they're injected and molded of high-grade, lightweight, impact-resistant polycarbonate carbonates that protect the feet of hockey players it's effective in reducing painful debilitating impact injuries they're convenient for players to put uh, to put on and take off yeah i've actually used these already and uh you can put them on and take them off in two seconds you don't even know notice that you're wearing them uh they don't slow you down at all all it does is make your foot not hurt when you get hit with the puck i mean you definitely know you got hit i'm not gonna lie to you you definitely know you got hit but like 
it feels like you know when it, it you know like somebody just took a little wrist shot and it hit your shin guard. You keep playing. You're a hockey player, right? Well, 19 out of the 30 teams in the NHL are using these things, and uh, for some reason it says including the Detroit Red Wings. Like as a Bruins fan, I'm supposed to like you know. How about the Boston Bruins? I'm sure a couple people over there are using them. Um, anyways, they're affordable to all players at all levels. Uh, if you use the Bill Burr promo code, you'll get five dollars off. Basically, go to order them. It'll ask if you have a promo code, and you type in my name, Bill Burr, all lowercase, no spaces, and uh, you will get five dollars off your uh, your skate fenders. And I'm going to tell you something. First time you take a puck, and it hits one of those 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 damn fenders, uh, there's going to be a smile on your face, and you're going to be like, I can't believe I, I ever didn't wear these things. At least that's how I felt. And uh, lastly, Amazon.com. If you're thinking about buying anything on Amazon.com, not saying that you should, but if you're thinking about it, uh, if you'd like to help me out, go to go to my website, BillBird.com. Click on the podcast page. Uh, you'll see right underneath the iTunes uh, logo, you'll see the, what do you call it, the window? Whatever. You'll see the Amazon thing. Just go to Amazon through then, through through that thing that you click on. The banner, the Amazon banner on the pause catch page of my website. That's what I was trying to say. And then go there and buy something if you want to. If you do, they give me a little kickback, and uh, whatever I get, I take 10% of it, and I give it to the Wounded Warriors Project, a great cause. You'll be helping out the podcast, and even more importantly, you'll be helping out the uh, Wounded Warriors Project. And uh, those of you in Canada and uh, the U.K., uh, next week I'll have links on Amazon.com um, for fans in those countries, and uh, tell you what, why don't you guys give me some sort of uh, charity over there? You know, up in Canada, what 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 should I give money to? The uh, Starbucks that you burn down every time you don't win the Stanley Cup? Sorry, cheap shot. Or what? Over in Canada, how about I give to some group that wants to investigate the Rothschild family? Give me some sort of uh, charity over there, and we'll send them uh, our worthless U.S. dollars. How about that? All right. That's the podcast for this week. Um, let's see. Shows I have coming up. Shows. Um, I'm on vacation until March the 30th Well, I, when I will be at the DuPont Theater in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, March 31st, I'll be at the mu- Music Hall in Troy, New York. They still have the Cloud Nine titty bar out there. Went to one of, I went to that a long friggin' time ago. Good time. Uh, and on April 1st, I'll be at the Music Hall in Tarrytown, New York. Please, 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 please uh, come out to those shows, and you'll see a little bit of my last hour, and hopefully the first 10, 15 of my, first, uh, my, my next hour. And uh, once again, thanks to everybody who came out to my show in, uh, at the Lincoln Theater in D.C. I had a great time, and uh, that's it. That's the podcast for this week. Go fuck yourselves. Don't take any shit. I hope you continue to listen, and uh, I really want to hear from that woman that wrote me that scathing email. All right. I want you I want you to address women that do that. Okay, and I want I want to know why you feel as though I'm talking about all women when I'm clearly just talking about women who do that and how that you feel that me making fun and calling women cunts who cheat on their husbands, have babies with other guys and then make their husband pay for it. Why you think that if I say that they're cunts, that that somehow is the same thing as uh, trashing black people. You know, who went through slavery. For the love of God, can you please bridge those two thoughts? Because I find that more confusing than how a plane gets off the ground and stays up there. All right, that's it. Go fuck yourself.